Okay, recording is on. Uh, we are starting from the mission on the bottom. It's Adi Gimel Amud Beis. So the Mishnah says, So somebody carries out food. He's less than a share, less than the size of a Gregoris, but but he carries it in a keli. So he carries it on a plate. So the question is going to be like this. The plate is more than the share of a normal plate. But the plate is really a tuffel. He means just to carry out the food. The plate is just tuffel to the food. So therefore the Mishnah says, Pater afal klis. Pater even for the kli. Shekli tfei Because his intent is only on the food. The food is not significant. The plate is only tuffel to the food. He doesn't have intent on the plate for itself. And therefore he's pater on everything. As a chai b'mita. If he carries a live person on a bed. Pater afal amita. He's putter even on the bed. Shamita tfeilaloi. The bed is a tuffle to the person. And why is he not chayiv on the person? Because we're going to see in the Gemara that the concept of chay noisias atzma, that the loving person carries themselves, they sort of try to balance themselves and in that way support their own weight. And therefore, you're not chayiv for carrying a live person and you're not chayiv for the bed because it's tuffle. As a meis pamita, a corpse on a bed, chayiv, then you're going to be chayiv. Chen kezayis min ameis. Similarly, if you carry out a kezayis from a meis, which is chashav because that could be matami, similarly, a kezayis from an avail of the shear of toma. The shear of Tumah for a Sheretz is the size of a lentil. Chayiv, you're going to be Chayiv. Reb Shimon Shim is going to part to you in all these cases. Reb Shimon parts you because this is the basis for the, in, in the entire Mesechta, this mission is the basis for Malacha Sheinetzrich Lagufa, right? A Malacha that's not performed for its defined purpose. Now, it, I'm just going to say it once. I'm going to outline the Machlechus between Rashi and Taisus and what is a Malacha Sheinetzrich Lagufa. According to Rashi, a Malacha has to be, like the Torah says, a Malachas Machshabes. It has to be, it has to accomplish some higher purpose, some, 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 some productive purpose. So if you uh, carry because you want something to go from Rishos A to Rishos B, so that that is a productive thing. I, I carried this water bottle. I wanted to take it with me, a productive purpose. But if, I, if this water bottle stinks and I want it out of my Rishos and I carry it into the Rishos Arabin, that's not a productive purpose. I got rid of something to prevent it from sticking up my house. Similarly, if I take out Tumma from a mace because I don't want it to make my house Tomei, that is a, not, a, not considered for a higher purpose. That is according to Rashi. According to Taisvis, the he says, Malach Shenetzuch is, the Malach has to be done for the same reason it was done in the Beis HaMikdash. I'm sorry, by the Mishkan. So since by the Mishkan, carrying was not done to move things out of your Rishos, but it was for the purpose of getting it from Rishos A to Rishos B, right? So therefore, the Malacha, in order to be Chayev, has to be done in the way it was done in the Mishkan. And this concept of Malacha and Tzrikul I only applied it to Aitzah, but it will apply in the same manner uh, to the rest of the Malachas, right? According to Rashi, it has to be for a constructive higher purpose, and according to Taisvis, it just has to be done in the way that it was done in the Mishkan. Okay, so Tana Rabbanan. So, so, so the Gemara now quotes a Brisa. If somebody takes out the, uh, uh, the um, food the size of a fig, if he carries it in a container, he's chayev for the food, and he's pater for the keli. Again, because we said the keli is tafel. Uh, but let's say he needed the keli also. So he carries the plate because he also needs the plate in the second Mishkan. Then Chayev Afal Kli is going to be Chayev even on the container. Shmamina, we can learn from here that Oichel Shnei Zeisei Chelav Behelim Echad. That if somebody eats, let's think back to this famous Machlekes that I gave this Dafvon uh, many moons ago, which was somebody remember the Machlekes of Reish Lakish and Reb Yochanan. Of somebody ate two Kizesim of Chelav and one Helen. And you remember we had the Machlekes there. Does he remember at the same time? Does he remember one and then the other? But uh, back to that Machlekes for a second. So over there the Gemara says I have a 
raya that if you eat two kizaisim of, of fat, of chalev, and one helem, the chayev shtayin can be chayev twice. Why? Because over here, you did two malachas, because here, what did you do? You carry the keli, and you carry the fig, and the b'raith says you're going to be chayev even on the keli. Which means, if you did a behelem echad, I'm chayev once on the fig, and once on the keli, even though it's one helem, one for period of forgetting that I'm not allowed to carry, and I did two malachas of carrying in the same helem. So you have a raya here, I did the same malacha twice, I'm going to be chayev separately. So the Gemara says, Amr of says, no. What are we dealing with? No. One case is a shaygeg. On the, on the food, he was a shaygeg. He's going to be chayav a carbon. For the keli, he's, he's amazed. So therefore, he's only chayav a shaygeg for one, and you have no raya. What would be if he was in the case of, if it was a hele machas, he ate, one period of forgetting he ate, two of Bashi says, yeah, but that doesn't fit with the Brisa. Because the Brisa said, It says, even on the Kale, which is Mashma, for the same reason. Don't tell me the, the, the food is a, is a Shoigeg and the Kale is, a, is amazing. It says, even on the Kale, which is Mashma, for the same reason that you have on the on the, um, what's it called? On the food. So if the food is a shagig, it must be the keli is a shagig. You see, you have a raya, two carbonoids for one, for one period of forgetting. Oh, back to our machlekes. That it was two periods of forgetting. First, he, he did, he did, he both. He carried the plate and he carried the food. But he remembered at 9 o'clock in the morning. So, so at 8 o'clock, he did the carrying. At 9 o'clock, he realized, oh my gosh, I carried food. At 11 o'clock, he then realized, oh my gosh, I carried the plate. So it was two periods of remembering. Two periods of remembering. Oh, so the Gemara says, Now all of a sudden, Pshashis is entering, Rabbi Shesh and Ravashi are arguing in the same machlekes of Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish, whether you're going to, if you remember at different times, you're going to be Chayev separately. According to Rabbi Shesh, he's going to hold like Rishlakish that you're not Chayev separately. So the only way to explain it is to say that the food was a Shagik and the plate was amazing. Ravashi holds, no, just say that it's two separate kabanas, like I believe Rabbi Yechon, and therefore he can say that it's both, both were done by at the same time, you just remembered at different times. Okay, now he said in the Mishnah that if you carry a live person on a bed, Pater Alephalamiti, a Pater even on the bed, let's say that our, our Mishnah is like Reb Nassim and not like the Chachamim. The Tanya, because we learned in a Bryce like this, if somebody carries out a Behemoth, a wild animal or a bird into Rosh Hashanah, whether they were alive or whether they were there shechted, you're going to be chayef. Now, so that sounds like a chay is not because you have the living animals and you're chayef for carrying them. So they don't carry themselves. However, Reb Nassim says, no, for the shechted animals, you're going to be chayef. And for the live animals, why? So our Mishnah, which says that you're putter for carrying a live person, is going to hold like Reb Nassim, who patters you for carrying a live animal. So says, I'm a Rava. No, hold on a second. Who says that, the, that, that, that carrying a live person and carrying a live animal is the same thing? Maybe the Chachamim who argue about an animal will agree with our Mishnah that when it comes to a person, you are putter for carrying a person. So, Sakta Gemara. You can even say our Mishnah is like the Rabbanah. Over there, the Chachamim are arguing with Rabbanah regarding a Behemachai and Oif. Why? Because they, 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 um, 
they, they, he says here, they stiffen up. In other words, they, they try to struggle away from your grip, right? Whenever you try to pick up an animal, the animal struggles away from your grip. When you try to capture an animal, pick up an animal that doesn't want to be picked up, it struggles away. So it's fighting you. So not only is it not helping you with carrying it, it's making itself heavier. So in such a case, if you transport an animal, since the animal is not, so to speak, helpful or being productive. It's not helping you in carry itself. Rather, it's struggling in your grip. So therefore, it's not considered carrying. However, maybe the Gemara, the, the Chama will agree, Adam, aval Adam chai, a live person who does help support himself. I feel like Abba says, Ravi, you have no raya. Could be the Chamim even in that, who argues from Nasim by Vahim Chayanoif will agree with our Mishnah that a Nachayah for carrying a person. Hold on a second. What about that which we learned in the Mishnah? Ben Beseira Matir Besus. Ben Beseira says that it's mutter when it comes to a horse. Okay? Now, what is he talking about? He's talking about here about whether you're allowed to re- uh, uh, sell animals to a guy. What's the problem with selling an animal to a guy? The problem is we're worried that if you're going to engage in, in, in mecher with, with goyim, you're going to come to rent and loan out your animals. Okay, who cares if you rent and loan out your animals? Well, there is a mitzvah in the Torah uh, that you are, not only are you mechoyev to rest, but uh, um, um, uh, all your animals, right? Okay, I'm trying to quote a pasuk and I can't remember it. But all your animals have to rest as well. Your animals are not allowed to do malacha either. If you're going to give, loan out, or rent your animal to a guy and they're going to use it, they're going to use it on Shabbos too, and your animal is going to end up doing malacha on Shabbos. So because of that, the Chama made you're not allowed to do mecher, um, Masamad, you know, you're not allowed to engage in trading and selling animals with Goyim. However, uh, Ben Becerra says you're allowed to sell a horse. Why is a horse different? Because, Vitania, we learned in Hebrides, Ben Becerra says it's okay to sell a horse to a guy. Why? Because even if the guy is going to use the horse on Shabbos, it's not going to be a problem. Because the kind of... Uh, he, he does a malacha with a horse, meaning what's the, what do you use a horse for? You don't use an ox to plow. You use a, a, a donkey to transport a burden. Use a horse to ride it. Riding a horse, riding a horse is a isa derabanan, but it's not a isa deraisa, right? Why is it a derabanan? Because we're worried you're going to break off a branch and hit the horse. So it's only a derabanan, it's only a derabanan, so there's no problem. The, the Chamim did not make exera on exera. So therefore, it's not going to be a problem. And uh, so Rabbi Yochanan said that Ben and Reb Nasan are saying the same thing, meaning that both Ben Beseir and Reb Nasan hold that. A a a a that the animal supports its own weight. So, in other words, the horse is the horse is not going to be carrying the person, because the person's going to transport his own weight, and the fact that the you're not allowed to ride a horse is not a problem. So, it comes out the horse is not carrying the person, and the horse is and there's no problem with the guy riding the horse in terms of the issue of riding. So, it comes out that according to this, you, it would be okay to um, sell the horse to a guy. Now, Rabbi Yochanan said that that only works according to who. Ben Becerra, who agrees with Reb Nassin. So that means the Chachamim who argue with Reb Nassin are not going to hold the Chai Noisei 
right? Because that's Rabbi Yochanan said. Rabbi Yochanan said, Ben B'Seim Rabbi Nelson hold this, hold this exact same thing. Sigmar says, If you're going to tell me that the Chumim don't argue with Rabbi Nelson, only regarding a Behemoth hold on, because by those animals, they struggle, they squirm out of your grasp, and therefore they don't help you in carrying them. So they might hear Rabbi Nelson, Rabbi Nelson. So why does Rabbi Yochanan single out Rabbi Nelson and say, Oh, Rabbi Nelson, he agrees with Rabbi Nelson. He agrees with the Chum too. The Chum will also tell you if they hold that a human being carries himself. And you said that the Chum agree. Must be the Chum don't agree. So Rav, you're wrong. The Chum do not agree that a Chai Nois is when they argue with Reb Nassim even by a person. And therefore, you have no otherwise, because otherwise, well, what's Reb Yochanan saying? That Beb Mitzayra agrees to Reb Nassim, he agrees to the Chum as well. Okay? The Gemara now answers, no, hold on, Reb Nassim, Reb Yochanan, when Reb Yochanan said that Beb Mitzayra agrees to Reb Nassim, he went, he meant, he didn't mean all cases. He meant he was talking specifically about a horse that carries birds. What he means is a horse that transports other animals as opposed to a horse that transports human beings. So it could be that Chamim would agree that a horse that transports human beings is not a problem because a human being carries himself. So the horse is not engaging in carrying you. Aye, so what did the Chamim argue with Rav Nassin? What did Rav Yochanan mean when he said that Ben Becerra agrees only to Rav Nassin? He meant that the horse, the type of horse that carries animals. The type of horse that carries animals, Ben Becerra will hold like Rav Nassin that that's okay, and the Chamim will argue with that. Is there such a thing as a horse that only carries birds? The verse says, in, you have the horses that were used by hunters. So what happens is, bird hunters used to use um, falcons, to help them hunt, uh, let's say, um, 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 other birds, okay? So falcons hunt other birds. So they would put the falcons, they, they would take the falcons out to the field, but instead of making them tired by making the falcons fly, they would have the falcons ride on the backs of the horses till they got to the place where they wanted them to hunt. And then they would sick the, 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 the falcon or the raptor, they would sick it on, the, on, on the, whichever bird they wanted it to hunt, but they would let it rest on the back of the horse until they got there. So such a such a horse is uh, going to be technically a problem because it's carrying an animal. It's carrying an animal on its back, and the Reb Nassim, however, is going to argue and say that even in that case, it's going to be okay. Because again, Reb Nassim holds that it's okay for a behemachaya and oif. Okay, now. Am Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said, Reb Nassim agrees that if the animal is tied with a rope, that then you're going to be chayef for carrying it, okay? So Reb Nassim, who normally says that it's okay to carry animals because they uh, carry themselves, uh, that live animals carry themselves, will agree that if the animal is um, tied up, that then it cannot assist in supporting itself, and there you're going to be chayef for carrying it. So now Rav Adabar remember, we had Rav Adabar asking on Rava, now we have Rav Adabar saying to Abayi, what about the Persians? The Persians ride, Persian people, ride horses, they ride like someone who's tied up. They used to wear very heavy begadim that would impede their ability to move, and so just like you're telling me that an animal that's tied up can't carry himself, so technically a Persian person cannot 
carry himself because he can't move as well because he the, the clothes are sort of weighing him down. So yeah, Ben Becerra doesn't say you can sell your horses to anyone but Persians. Ben Becerra says even to Persians. So if he can sell even to Persians, that means that Persians do carry themselves. That's against what Reb Nassim said. How can Reb Yochanan say? If you tell me now that Reb Nassim is going to agree that someone's tied up like a Persian, he can't carry himself, then how could Reb Becerra say you could sell to a Persian? Maybe the Persian's going to ride his horse on Shabbos and he's going to be like the horse is carrying him. And the Yid, meaning the Yid's horse, is, is carrying him. So the Gemara says, Hasm over there by the Persians. Yeah, it's not exactly the same like being tied up. They, out of, out of um, 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 Gaiva, they dress this way. In other words, they prefer not to walk. So, so they wear heavy clothes and they don't bother to, ever to get off their horse. Okay, Dahu, like like people that you know, you know, you have people they drive literally when they're going around the corner. They drive; they're just too lazy to walk. So the Persians they use their horses that way. They ride their horse wherever they're going. Dahu Pardash, Pardashka, he's, he's saying, I'll bring you a raya that they could move if they wanted to, because Dahu Pardashka, the Rosach Malkilave. There was a Persian officer that the king got angry with. He ran three parsois on foot, which was a long distance. In other words, to show you that even though they wear these heavy begadim, when they want to move, they can move. So therefore, it's not exactly the same like being tied up, and therefore even Reb Nassin would be okay with, would agree with, 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 Bar, um, with Ben Becerra that you could sell the horses, because even if you're going to loan the horse to a guy, and he's a Persian, and he's going to ride it on Shabbos, it's not going to be like carrying. Okay, then we said in the Mishnah, if you have a dead person on a bed, so too if you have a Kezayis from a mace, but we said, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon says, you're Pater. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said the name Rabbi Yochanan. V'amar, Rabbi Yochanan, if I'm Rabbi Shimon, Lakish. Pater, how Rabbi Shimon? Shimon would Pater you. Afk, b'maitziyas ha-mesekaivari. Even if you're carrying out the mace to bury him. So, now, here what we're getting into is, when we talk about Malachish and Nesvich Lagufai, there's two Lagufais, there's two pr- pr- productive aspects to it. So, you have me, and you have, let's say, my shovel. Okay, let's say my shovel is dented. So I want to bring out my shovel because I want to take it to the blacksmith. He should fix it. That's for the benefit of the shovel. And it's, for the, and it's also for the benefit of me because let's say I want to use it to dig. So it's for the benefit of me and for the benefit of the shovel. If I take out a mace to bury him, it's not necessarily to my benefit, but it is to the benefit of the mace. So is that called when it benefits the mace, is that called or is that still called because it's always from the perspective of the guy who's doing the carrying. It's always from the what, what the Gemara says, the, the art scroll calls the perpetrator. The guy committing the malacha. Is it always has to be his goof or even the goof of the item that is being carried. So that's what the Gemara is going to get into now. Okay, so the Gemara now says that Rav Shimon will pat to you, even if you were taking out a mace to carry him. Why? Because Rav Shimon holds that carrying for the benefit of the mace is not called Malacha Shetzrich Legufai because I'm doing the carrying and I, it doesn't benefit me. I'm a Rav, Shimon would also admit, that if you take out a shovel to dig, The Sefer Torah but you take out a Sefer Torah because you want to read from it. The Chayiv, then, in those cases, you're going to be Chayiv. Here, in these cases, I'm benefiting me. I took out the shovel to dig. I took out the Sefer Torah to read. I'm benefiting me. So, therefore, Rav Shimon is going to agree that they are considered Malachas, Shetzrich Lugufa, and Yechayiv. So, Frekta Gemara, Pshita, of course. <laughs> That's a classic case of caring. The E, Hanami, Malachas, Shetzrich Lugufa. In other words, what, what are you telling me? 
if if that is going to be a malach shen tzvich legufai, that el malach shen tzvich legufai, the b'shem nechem mishkachas, how can you ever have a malach shen tzvich legufai? If even a case where I'm carrying for me is not a malach shen tzvich legufai, then you'll never have such a case. Sigmar says, no, 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 hold on a second. I, I said it for a reason. If not for Rava, I might have said, It has to be both for the benefit of me and the benefit of the item. That goes back to my first example. My first example is, I take out the shovel, here the Gemara says, I take out the shovel for two reasons. I want to uh, dig with it, and I want to have the blacksmith improve it. So in this case, I'm both carrying it for the purpose of the shovel, to benefit the shovel by, by fixing it, and I'm carrying it out for me so that I can dig with it. So maybe only in that case does Rav Shemin hold that that's considered a Similarly by a Sefer Torah, Sefer Torah, I carry a Sefer Torah for two reasons. I want to read from it, and I'm bringing it to the Sefer because he needs to fix it. So here I'm carrying it for two reasons. So maybe in those cases, only in those cases Rav Shemin holds that's a Malach Shetzrich Lagufa. Kamash know that even if it's only for my benefit, and it has nothing to do with the benefit of the Kaili, that is still called a Malach Shetzrich Lagufa, and Rav Shemin will hold that Yochayev. Okay, who's to have a Bidraikra. There was a dead body lying in the town of Draikra. Sharab Nachmar Yitzhak Lafuk and a Carmelis. So Rav Nachmar Yitzhak let them take it out to a Carmelis. But because it was, the Rashi says, either it was going to decompose or it was going to be ruined by a fire, but he let them carry from the Rishus Yachid to the Carmelist. So Rabbi Yochanan was the brother of Mar, the son of Rabbana, said, he said to him, come on, hold on a second, who are you paskening like? Kreb Shimon, you tell me you're going to follow like Kreb Shimon, who says carrying out a mace is potter, but Ema, but you made a mistake. Only Rav Shimon said that you put from bring a chatas. There's still an iser derabbanan. You were still matir and iser derabbanan by allowing them to take out the mace. Even if Shimon holds, it's putter avalaser. By God, meaning Allah Shua, the eyelid bayat. The halach is so clear that it's mutter according to Rav Shimon that even you yourself would go in and carry out the corpse. How do I know that? Because even Rabbi Yehuda who argues, right? Rabbi Yehuda is the one that argues Even he holds that normally taking out a mace on Shabbos is over a deraisa. That's the mikamin l'shus That's when it's going to l'shus I'm, I'm sorry. Even Rabbi Yehuda holds it's only to l'shus harabim. The, the mikamin l'shus Did I to allow them to take it out to l'shus which is a deraisa? The carmelis kamin. I only said they could take it out to a carmelis. So to a carmelis is only a derabanan. So can we? We have now two things. We have covered abrios. The mace is going to decompose or burn. And you have a derabbanan. The Gemara says, "Rav Nachman Yitzchak said, 'God will kavod abrios shedoiches loisa say God kavod abrios is so great that it's even doicha loisa say. Which loisa say? The loisa say of, um, for example, if you have somebody who's wearing shatnes, he doesn't have to take it off in the street and walk naked because of kavod abrios. So it's doicha the loisa say of shatnes. Similarly, the, here, if you have the dead body, kavod abrios, kavod mace is going to uh, override the." Isser of uh, the Isser de Rabbanon, that is, of carrying out to a Carmelist. And even Rabbi Huda, he says, would agree. Okay. Tonight, also, we learned in the Mishnah, somebody who plucks out Tuma from Tsaras. So, normally with Tsaras, when you have a Nega, and there's two, at least two white hairs in the Nega, it's going to be Tame. So, so if somebody plucks out one of the hairs, the Hechva Amechio, or Mechio is, I believe, um, Mechia is when you have the skin heals 
from 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 some type of illness, but uh, there's there's um, yeah patch of skin with healthy the, the in within the the bubu there's michya there's healthy skin so somebody cuts off the michya so that there's only a bubu there's only a, a wound on your arm and there's no more there's no healthy skin inside you cut it off so by doing that you basically removed. The, 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 the tzaras, basically, you undid because there has to be a michya or there has to be white hairs for there to be tzaras. So Kamar says, Oiver say. If you do that, you oiver belaisa say. The laisa say of hinoge, hishamer, not hinoge, hishamer benegat tzaras. Be careful, right, to guard negat tzaras. Itmar, now regarding this, we learned that if there were two white hairs, achas mishtayim, if you did one out of two, meaning there were only two white hairs and you plucked out one of them, chayiv, then you're going to be chayiv. Why? Because then you changed it. From being a, a negatzeras to a non-negatzeras, achas mishalosh. But if there were three, taking out one is still going to leave two. Two, you're still a negatzeras. So achas mishalosh. I'm nachman amachayev. Nachman says yechayev. Shem is sheishas amar parter your parter. Nachman amachayev. Sheishas says you're still chayev. Why? Ahani myself because you did do something of consequence. What did you accomplish? If one more here somehow falls out, then ozlala toma. You're not going to be tummy anymore. From the Isser of Because now, it's still Tumah there. At the end of the day, you didn't accomplish anything, and therefore, it is of no consequence. Now, how do I know this? We learned in the Mishnah. Our Mishnah, now this is how it comes back to our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah said, if, if you carry out a Kezayitz from a Mace, Ukezayitz from a Nevela, you're going to be Chayit. Now it's mashma from there, hachatzi zayis. If you only carry out half of a zayis, pot you're going to be potter. Vatanya, and we learned in a brisa, chatzi zayis chayef that you are chayef for half a zayis. So we have our mishnah. The diak from our mishnah is for half a zayis you're potter. We have another brisa that says for half a zayis you're chayef. My love, Shabshashis now finishes his proof. My love, how do you reconcile the, tr- the two steers? The Bryce that says Yachayev is the Apechatzis Mixayis. You have a Kezayis of a mace in one Rishos. You carry it to half of the Kezayis to another Rishos. Remember, when it comes to carrying, it's always about a significant shear. When you carry half of a Kezayis from a Kezayis, now you removed the ability of this initial kezayis to be metame because now it has a chatzi shear so taking just half is considered a chashiva amount and therefore you're going to be chayev so, that, so that's that Mishnah that says Yochayev is talking about where you started out with the kezayis, you removed half of the shear and carried it by doing that you um, um, you did something significant our Mishnah which says your when you had a kezayis and a half you have a kezayis and a half in the house taking out half of a kezayis is not a chash of a thing why? because you still left Tumah in the house you didn't accomplish anything and therefore uh, it is going to, that's why you're going to be potter so what do you see here so back so says your Reb so what do you see doing a mice that doesn't immediately impact even though it makes it easier for there to be a future impact so for example there's three hairs I pluck out one I leave two so that accomplishes nothing right now therefore you're going to be potter and you see it from carrying a half of a gazayas from from a kezayis and a half, because yes, you're you're by leaving only now you only left the kezayis. So Reb Nachman will say back. Reb Nachman will say back. Hold on. In both cases, you're chayev, because as Reb Nachman says back, actually in both cases you're chayev. Our Mishnah, which says you're potter, it's talking about where there was a huge mace, where there was a big mace. 
taking half a kazayas brings you no, not significantly closer to getting down to the minimum share. Okay, to getting down to pachas mik share. So therefore, that's the type of carrying that you're going to be potter. But if you, car- if you start out with a kezayis and a half, and you remove half a kezayis, and you leave only a kezayis left, you are very close now to not having tumah here, and therefore, even though you didn't accomplish it with this act of carrying, it's still going to be considered uh, significant for carrying. Okay, let's see the next Mishnah. Somebody removes one fingernail with the other fingernail. So he uses the edge of one of, of, of this finger to, to remove a fingernail from another one. Or he bites with his teeth. Or he removes his hair with his hand. Or from his mustache. Or he plucks out the hair from his beard. A woman who braids her hair. Paints her eyes uh, with eyeshadow. Fixes her hair. Um, which means she separates it with a comb. Okay. Okay. It's only a isadir abonor. On Rebelazar, machloikas biyad. The machloikas, so this is Rebelazar, not the Rebelazar from the Mishnah. So Rebelazar the Amaira says that the machloikas in our Mishnah between Rebbe Eliezer and the Chachamim is talking about where you did it biyad with your hand. Avol bakli, but if you used a uh, 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 nail clipper, chayev, everyone agrees, even Chachamim agree, you're going to be chayev. In fact, the Mar Pshita Zubazu Tanan, it's obvious because the Mishnah says, that he moves it, he removes his fingernail one with the other. So the Gemara says, yeah, he says he only did it with a fingernail. It's not if he did it with a clee, which is uh, the more uh, uh, appropriate way, the more usual way of doing it. That's a that's a problem. Gemara says no. I might have thought if you use nail clippers, even according to the Chumim, your partner. And that which we said that you use one fingernail with the other, and now with the keli, is is to show you the koyach of Rabbi Eliezer that Rabbi Eliezer holds that Yechayev, even though you did it not in the normal, so to speak, normal way. So there, there, it means that the machlekes would be, you would think the machlekes is two extremes. The chamim hold your putter even if you use a nail clipper. The Mishnah is teaching you that Rabbi Eliezer holds your chayev even if you use only your fingers and not your kli. So come on to teach you. So therefore, Rabbi Eliezer, the Amayra, is telling us that no, the chamim agree that in a case of a nail clipper, you will be chayev. Va'om Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer said further, machlekes la'atzmai, the machlekes only when you do it to your own fingernails. But if you do it for your friend, everyone agrees you're going to be potter, meaning if I use my fingernail to break Zachariah's nail, in that case, everyone agrees you're going to be potter. It's obvious because the, our Mishnah says you do it to your own fingernail. It says, no, if I do it to Zachariah, I do it to myself. And that which the Mishnah says, my own fingernails, that even though I'm only breaking my own finger, even though I'm breaking my own fingernail, I'm still potter if I don't use a keli. So to teach you that that's not the case, Rabbi Lezer says that no, uh, that really the Chamim would agree, uh, the, uh, Rabbi, I'm sorry, Rabbi Lezer agrees that when you do your f- friend's fingernails, you're going to be part of it. Similarly here, Tana we learned, if a person cuts a scissors tip full of hair on Shabbos, he's chayi v'chata. So come on, molei piyazuk. How much is that? I'll review your shtayim two hairs. For Tanya, but we learned in the Bible, l'kar chashtayim, regarding tearing out, ripping out your hair, your chayiv malkas for two hairs. So it's mashma, that's for, for mourning. If you pull out two hairs for mourning, so then that, that, that shear is 
two hears. So it's mashu from the air that it's different. The, the, in other words, the Bryce says two things. The Bryce says Yechayef for Shabbos, and then the Bryce says, but for morning, Yechayef two hears. It's mashma. Previously, when it was talking about Shabbos, it, it, it wasn't two hears. So says, no, Emma, you're reading the Bryce wrong. For Shabbos, it's two hears, and also for ripping out hears, for mourning for a dead person, also Yechayev Shtayim. Tanya Nami, how can we learn in a bride like this? If you cut a scissors tip full of hair on Shabbos, Yechayev Echantas, how much is that? Shtayim, it's two hears. Um, which, again, that's exactly what uh, uh, what Rabbi Yehuda said. Rabbi Lezer Oymer Achas. Rabbi Lezer says only one. Yechayev even for one. Umaydim Chum Rabbi Lezer. But the Chum will agree to Rabbi Lezer. Ben Malaki Levanos Mitach Shchayrays. That if you're taking a white hair, you're pulling out a white hair. That then Shafilu Achas Chayev. Then you're even Chayev one because that already the Malachas considered Chashuth because we understand that there you're trying to make yourself look younger and so therefore even one here is going to be a Chashuth uh, enough to be Mechayev you for the Malacha. And for a man this is Aser even during the weekday. You're not to, a man is not allowed to dress like a woman and this falls under that laugh. Okay, time we learned in a price. Fingernail. Most of the fingernail became. Detailed. Attached, but seats in Shaparshuruban, the cuticle, the skin around the fingernail also that became detached most of the way. Beyond mutter, then with your hand it's mutter to remove it, but clee, but if you do it with a nail, clip a chayev chatas, you chayev chatas. Now, frak the gemar, mika midi, is there anything that the beklee chayev chatas will be ad mutter lechatchila? That if you use a keli, you chayev chatas, but if you do it with your hand, it's completely mutter. Normally, the chum made a gezeiro, they made a gedder, that one step removed is aser. We never learned that you do something with a keli, it's chayev, and if you do it with your hand, which is one shinoi, that it's going to be mutter lechatchila. So Gemara says, you're right, this is what the Bryson means. Perish Ruban, if most of it became detached, beyond mutter, bekli potter avalosser. If you do it with a keli, you're chayef. If you do it, beyond mutter, I'm sorry, with your hand, it's mutter. Bekli with a keli, it's potter avalosser. So it's not two steps removed, it's osser with a keli, and it's completely mutter with your hand. Loi perish Ruban, if they weren't mostly detached, beyond potter. Avalaser with your hand, it's pater but aser. Bechli chayiv chatas with your with the keli, it's chayiv chatas. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Alach Rabbi Shimon Alaza. Alach like Rabbi Shimon Alaza. I'm Rabbi Chana Rabbi Yochanan. V'hu shaperishu klapi ma'ila, and that is as long as the cuticles were detached, starting from the finger coming downward, because that's more painful. Umatzaris I say, and it causes him pain or discomfort. But if it, if your fingernail broke from the nail, from the tip of the nail, peeling uh, back towards the finger, then it would not be a, a problem. Let's just do quickly a drop more gemara. A woman who braids her hair or paints her eyes is chayev, according to Rebbe Lezer. A woman who does this, what is she chayev for? What exactly malacha did she do? For braiding her hair, it's malacha of weaving. For painting your eyes, it's for writing. For adjusting your hair, it's spinning, because when you spin, you come up with one thread, and when the woman straightens her hair, comes her hair, she's also coming up with individual threads of hair. Hold on a second. But that's not the way you do weaving. That's not the way you do writing, by painting an eye. That's not how you do spinning with hair. So it's not the normal way of doing the malacha. So why does Rebbe Lezer hold that you're right. explained it to me like this. A woman who paints her eyes is for dying. 
For there, you're for building. Is that called sort of building, braiding your hair, fixing your hair? The Gemara says, In. By Adam, when Hashem took from Adam and made Chava. So it says that Hashem built the side, the piece, the side of Adam that he took away, and he built it into a woman. And what do we learn from Vayiven? That he braided her hair and he brought her to Adam. So what do you see? You see that braiding is considered building. And the Gemara just sends off. She came in the in the cities by the sea. They call a braider a hair a hair builder. Time we learned in the Brisa Shimon Lazar Omega Delis Kachelis Pekas. This is a woman who braids, paints, or fixes hair. La Asma Patura. If she does it for herself, she's Pater. La Chaverta. If she does it for a friend, she's going to be Chayev. Why? Because you can't straighten your own hair as good as you could do it for your friend. You can't see. So as well, so a woman should not put rouge on her face because she dyes her skin. So you see here that 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 the problem is dyeing the skin, not like we originally thought that it was a problem of kaisevas of writing. Okay, shkayach.